0: Welcome back to today's episode. There is a song that begins, Everybody was kung fu fighting. Those cats were fast as lightning. Do you know the song in which I'm speaking of? Yes. And are you aware of the historical accuracy debate that rages on till this day, since the song was first originally released in 1974? No. It is challenged whether or not everyone could have been possibly kung fu fighting and how people would be aware of whether they were actually kung fu fighting if they were going as fast as lightning. You can actually purchase a shirt on Amazon for $17.99 that says, surely not everyone was kung fu fighting. Kung fu was a big craze in America. Have you heard of uh, chop sake? No. Do you wanna guess what it means? It's either a form of Chinese hopscotch chop sake. or it refers to Marlon chop sake, the first human to ever chop a piece of wood in half with his bare hands or the 1970s hong kong action cinema craze uh or an answer to what the rock is cooking um chop I'm, sake.
1: I'm gonna go with uh the hopscotch one really yeah
0: i heavily hinted that it was the 1970s hong kong action cinema i was craze. wondering
1: if you were making it so obvious that it was actually one of the other ones no you did just finish up some film class courses right yeah but i, I never really learned about martial arts films fists of fury yeah I never saw that one five yeah. fingers of death no
0: enter the dragon
1: yeah none of these
0: bruce lee movies no bruce lee in general
1: uh i mean i think we learned a like maybe a unit
0: on him at some point a but... unit um how about his son
1: yeah, we. Oh, well, actually, I did see The Crow. You did watch The Crow? Yeah, we did watch The Crow. Well, that was in the 90s,
0: so we're not going to talk about that. But we actually have talked about Bruce Lee on this show before. When? <laughs> well, you should know because you did the research for it. <laughs> oh, yeah, Warrior. In fact, when
1: I was making my notes for this, I accidentally titled this Warrior. I had to cross it down write Kung Fu on it.
0: Yeah, so if we go back to the 1970s when uh, Bruce Lee's becoming famous, when martial arts is really hitting, violence in martial arts was really... Uh, like a linchpin of, I guess, Hong Kong uh, just reflection in the United States. Everybody wanted to go see those films. Yeah,
1: I know that like things like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon did very well because of that.
0: I think they makes comedy with uh, martial arts in that film. Mm-hmm. Well, some kung fu is very elaborative in the facial features that people make, and so that might be a reason why people find it funny. Yeah. But... At the same time as Bruce Lee is coming out with these movies that he's starring in, he's also pitching Awesome, or The Warrior, as you were talking about. And that was about a martial artist in the Old West. And then it became like a comic, right?
1: Yeah, I think so. And then they made it into a TV show, I think, in
0: 2017. Yeah. But I'm talking about the 70s, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went back and listened to our Warrior podcast. And just to compare what show you just watched, Kung Fu, with The Warrior... Okay. And we compared Warrior with Banshee Into the Badlands as violent and gruesome humor. Yeah, would you say that's similar to this show? No,
1: no, not in any shape, way, shape, or form. This is a CW show, and I think that this is a CW show that's mostly made for the tween age audience.
0: So, in terms the the, the main character of the Warrior, you asked me a question about him on the podcast. I was curious if you would be able to. Remember it, or remember your answer. Are you talking about the game
1: that I made? Yeah, Andrew Koji. Yeah, where, like, I think one of them was he phonetically learned about the... I'm going to give you them and see if you can answer your own question. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I can. I think they were all right, except for one that was false, right? Yes. Okay.
0: He went to Korea for a month for a self-imposed training camp. Mm -hmm. He learned all his Chinese dialogue phonetically. He felt he wasn't right for the show until his dad pushed him to audition. That one, it was his mom. Yeah. (laughs) He speaks nine dialects, and he is skilled in ten sports. Now, the difference between him and the main character in Kung Fu, Mm -hmm. besides the fact that it's gender-swapped... Her name's, yeah, Nikki Chen in the show, yeah. Nikki Chen. Yep. And do you know anything about her?
1: well yeah you get like a quick it felt on no not
0: about her character oh sorry did you know did you recognize who she was no not at all okay she was in legacies which i know you're a giant fan no i'm not a giant fan it's a spin-off of the vampire diaries no i know what it is yeah the originals no yeah and you watched all of those right no i watched a couple seasons (laughs) all right let's switch gears for a second all right let's talk about the movies All right. I know we already touched upon the Chop movies, but have you heard of a movie? It's an independent film. It's called The Matrix. Yeah, I have, obviously. Cool. Where was I going with this? Oh, yeah. So you know that the line where he's like, I know Kung Fu. Yeah. Is improvised. I had no idea. Yeah, that's not true. (laughs) That's part of the script. Okay. But he actually did Keanu Reeves get a judo black belt for his work in John Wick 3. I think I did read something
1: about that. Yeah, he's actually into, like, I know he does his own stunts. It was just weird to me that it took
0: that long. Because he's been in plenty of John Wicks, he's been in plenty of action movies, yeah. he was in The Matrix, and he just now is getting a black belt. Wow, oh, he's That's pretty well, lazy. I'm not <laughs> sure if I would say it's lazy. No, it definitely is. He's a lazy person, and we're going to move on. So, have you also heard, it's a different independent movie, it's a movie called Pulp Fiction. I hope I'm saying that right. Yeah, it's It like, came out a few years back, had Danny DeVito, Christopher Walken in it.
1: Danny DeVito? Yeah. In Pulp Fiction? Yes. I do not remember Danny DeVito in Pulp Fiction. Well, he's Fiction. in it. He may not be the star, but he's in it.
0: All right. Some of it takes place in a diner. and um, Yeah, like
1: the biggest part of the film. Oh, you're aware? Yes. Okay.
0: It was like the most expensive independent film ever made. Okay, so Samuel L. Jackson, his character is called Jules in yeah, the movie. I, yeah, I know. I yeah. remember. And he's talking about quitting
1: in a scene? Yes, this is like the very ending. I've seen the film. I okay. remember it well. And he
0: says he's going to walk the earth like Kane. Now, Kane, as in Kwaizhen Kane, was the 1972 series main character of Kung Fu.
1: I think you were That drawing. ran for three seasons
0: on ABC. <laughs> I don't think that that's the parallel In 62 episodes. You're calling me out on the wrong thing, because this is 100% factual. It was developed by Ed Spielman, who was an executive producer... On this credited 2021 version, mm-hmm. but he was a martial artist who lived in the Old West. Sound familiar? Yes. Yeah, it sounds like Warrior. Yeah, it sounds like Warrior, doesn't it? Yeah. It sounded like Warrior to Bruce Lee and Bruce Lee's family, too, when ABC picked it up. Oh,
1: so, the, the, so they the, didn't the, like that. Uh try to sue? <laughs>
0: uh, well, not only that, but Bruce Lee auditioned for the role, and he didn't get it. Wait, are
1: you serious about that? He tried to audition for a role that he thought that they stole and then he didn't get it? Yes. Especially the fact that Bruce Lee wouldn't get a, like, fighting role is just kind of crazy. The ironic
0: thing about it is that ABC actually has a compelling reason that's—or kind of proof that it wasn't stolen. It was just tangent thinking, like, parallel thought at the same time. But they did end up casting a white actor to play a (laughs) half-Chinese guy, which didn't go over well. (laughs) But then again, ironically— It opened the door for a lot of Asian actors to come in and portray characters in the show and ended up being fairly progressive for the time. So even though there are reasons to not like the show for its casting choices and maybe its concepts because it feels like it might have borrowed from what Bruce Lee was trying to sell. But the 2021 version that you watched is actually a reimagining of this 1972 version, right? And the 1972 version starred David Carradine, Carradine. and uh, he was a half Chinese man who was raised in Shaolin Temple and his master is killed. And he has he kind of um, goes into a rage and forgets his Taoist slash passive um, sort of training mm-hmm. and kills the guy who kills his master yeah. and then goes on the run. Also looking for his family in America.
1: Huh, that's right. Yeah, there's some differences in this. In yes, I've of-
0: heard there are many yeah. differences, especially since throughout the series, he there's less fighting than you'd think there would be and he basically is trying to teach his passive ways and there are some very interesting things that the main character did in the series here too for instance at the beginning of the series he shaved his head, and then throughout it, he let it grow out. Like, he didn't even shave between <laughs> between seasons, so you can just tell where they are in the series. Oh, that's cool, yeah. Yeah, I think he shaves it at the very end again, but that's that's at the very end. And then he pulled the plug on his own show after he got real fucked up on LSD, broke into a neighbor's house, and got blood all over the piano. Jesus. Um, and then that was kind of, like, covered up. And, it, it, and they, <laughs> they said that it was because of injuries that he'd accrued over time, but oh, really God, was that. Yeah. Um, and... So they they were able to conclude it after that third season in a very finishing way, which was nice. But then they didn't run it into syndication until six years later when it kind of blown over. Okay. And then, so the guy had a lot of demons. Right,
1: yeah, obviously.
0: That said, the show was then picked up again in the 90s as a spinoff because the original took place in the, I don't know, 1800s or something. And the sequel show took, that was called Kung Fu, The Legend Continues, was set in modern day at the time, the 90s. And he played his own grandson. Wait, what? Yeah. How didn't he play his own grandson? Like, he
1: played... So his character, did he play both parts? Did he play his grandson
0: and the his... No, because it took place after the guy was dead okay so he played his own grandson and then he had a kid in the show mm-hmm. which was like a 40 year old dude because um, he was like 60 or something at the time yeah right and so they were that was the the story was about them like finding each other again because there was some sort of explosion that happened at the temple right and yeah. so they went around i guess regular america looking for each other mm-hmm. Uh, That one did not get received (laughs) nearly as positively, but Quentin Tarantino remained a big fan of Carradine, so much so that he cast him as the main villain of the Kill Bill series, where he was able to bring in some of his training. part one and part two? And part three. There's no part three. And part four. Anyways. Yeah, anyways, this was the first network drama that features a predominantly Asian cast, which is pretty incredible if you think about it but that's 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 not a thing to be proud of really that at this point in history that it took this long (laughs) until a network actually pulled a full asian cast into one of their shows but in this version of the 2021 version you have olivia Mm -hmm. lang playing nikki shen And as you said, or hinted at before, her backstory is a little bit different than the original. Yeah,
1: this thing starts off, and I thought that, honestly, it starts off like a season two recap. It just goes straight into the plot, and it felt like I was watching something that, like, had taken a full season to do. Because it it starts off much like like, They just took a big line of coke and just (laughs) ran right into it. Well, basically, it it starts off, and it's voiceover, and it's like, I'm Nikki Chen, and I'm part of a monastery because because I wanted to leave my family because they wanted me to marry someone that I didn't want to marry. And then she ran into Pei Ling who was her mentor and then you get about well, like Well how did she just run into someone who was in a different she, country? So so <laughs> right after she goes to kinda of like this minute speed dating thing, she's like nope and she runs out into the car, jumps in the back seat, and apparently the person that she jumped into the back seat for ran this monastery. It's Pei Ling, and that's the mentor that she learns from for the next six minutes. And, and I thought that this was going to be an action-packed show because the first seven minutes are kind of showing her training and, like, this action thing. It's a
0: montage. But, yeah. You a it, montage of her becoming a right. Shaolin monk.
1: And then you see Paling die from someone, um, from someone, I believe her name is g I think that she's the uh, main antagonist of the show. And then it goes into the intro. She is the big bad assassin. Yeah, and she, and you learn later on that she's trying to gather all eight of these special weapons because if you get all eight of these special weapons, she then can you snap can uncontroll, basically. She'll be able to uncontroll. Control her powers, and um, and the one thing I—wait, sorry,
0: uncontrol her powers,
1: or con- like basically she, she will, will be get ultimate unstoppable. Control. Basically, yeah. <laughs> okay. And so
0: the weird thing about it though was right after the intro plays. Um, this is this is the strange thing to me when I just heard the like right, premise. Yeah is that she was upset that her mom was a tiger mom. And a tiger mom is someone who's, like, a largely Chinese-American form of strict author- authoritarian style of parenting yeah, where they even, push their kids to attain high levels of she, academic and Chen excellence. even
1: says during the episode that she, like, yells at her mom because she had to learn at five, year, five years old the Harvard uh, fight song on the piano.
0: Yeah, so this is my thing, though, is, like, if she's wanting to ditch that whole strict measured reality that she lives in, the box that she's been kind of placed in, why does she then become or go into a rigorous and regimented Shaolin. Yeah, like, it, it seems like that would be just another form of what she's already what been the, part what,
1: of. What the show was trying to say was that Pei Ling basically is like, you pave your own, you, you, you're, you are your own path, basically. You choose whatever you want to, and that was words that Nikki Chen hadn't heard before. But I agree with you, where it's like, well, now she's going into this incredibly challenging, like, challenging and, and it's stressful for her whole life. For years upon years, I believe it was three years that she was away from her family so at a she monastery. Comes, she
0: comes back to her family within the first eight minutes of the within show. the first eight minutes,
1: it didn't make sense because it was like, I understand that she felt like she had nowhere else to go, her mentor just died, but why would she just come back? And then the way in which they, like, family members reacted to it was so odd and strange because well, you see, either Well, see, the had, difference
0: here, doesn't she, isn't she, like, chasing the killer? Yeah, she... she Versus she, in the original where he, he was wracked by guilt by the fact that he had accident, or that he had betrayed his studies and actually killed someone like this is almost turning that into the exact opposite where you
1: become vengeful right because after the (laughs) intro when she comes back the whole entire next episode or this episode is trying about her trying to find the killer and also this other guy named tony kong who's
0: this big bad for the episode tony kong is that how you pronounce it i think it was kong yeah okay spelled or played by dennis song yeah. It, <laughs> but it was
1: just so odd because the way in which the family reacts to her coming home was so different but with broad strokes. For example, you had her brother, Ryan, who just could not believe that she came home and was incredibly mad at her for ditching.
0: And they may have been very subtle about this, but what does Ryan do for a job? Uh, I believe he's a doctor, right? Is is that given away by the fact that he wears scrubs in every scene? He wears a white coat. I yes, in, like, he a wears a lab scenes. coat at home. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I
1: thought that was because he just came back from work, but yeah, yeah, person... but that's normal, isn't it? You just you just keep your lab coat on and you come oh, home. like well, you're if you're like, going gets... to talk about conveniences, I mean, this plot is filled with them. You had Althea, who's I've her sister. I've heard that it's very heavy in the exposition. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to hint well, at. Well, yeah, no, it is, and like for example, when she comes home, Althea, who is her sister, who couldn't be glad gladder that she's back. He's getting married. Happy. Yeah, He's getting married to this person named Dennis, and so much so that like in the next week they're going to be married, and somehow she's just made it back in time.
0: Does she have a secret? Because in one of the interviews she said she had a secret, and I'm still trying to figure I out. Talking about it was. Nikki Chen, her sister.
1: Her sister? <laughs> no, I'm pretty <laughs> sure I
0: know Nikki Chen's secret. There wasn't there wasn't anything that was
1: given away this episode. All right, I'm, I'm sure that they maybe hinted towards something, but nothing too big. And then you have her father, who was. Really, really glad to have her home, and then her mother, who well, basically
0: considered her dead. <laughs> I have to point, yeah. Well, that's supposed to be kind of culturally significant mm-hmm. to the fact that the tiger mom then becomes feels like she was betrayed personally. Yeah, well, Mei Lei
1: is her name, and she even says, My daughter died three years ago, which <laughs> I mean, it's like that is just
0: harsh. Well, two things to that first of all, the dad's character, Jin Shen, yeah. is played by Shi Ma, mm-hmm. and he is the same, he's like the Eugene Levy of dads. Yeah, he right. he's been in hundreds of films, and he was even at the dad in Mulan. Typecast, is he is someone? Who's well, see, the thing was like they brought him in specifically so that he could um, make the show more credible, mm-hmm. and also so that more people would feel like they wanted him to be a part of it. Like he is very significant. So they as... use
1: his name basically a to get bit, other people, but yeah.
0: it, in a good way, I guess. Again, this is this is supposed to be more representative, more diverse casting. Um, just overall a positive message in that form. I'm, but it, from what I was reading and from what the reviews were on IMDb, it seems like they paid more attention to that than the actual plot.
1: Well, yeah, and I'm all for kind of the diversity. But the thing is, is that the plot does suffer a lot from that. For example, It also
0: sounds very similar, and I know it's CW, so it, it sounds very similar to the Arrow thing where he disappears for a few years. Obviously not by choice, he was shipwrecked and then trains to become an assassin, returns home, and then becomes a vigilante. That sounds very similar to what this is.
1: Well, yeah, basically, because there's... I feel like, A, they're going to have the season-long story arc of her trying to find the killer of Pei-Ling, who she sees in visions. So that the actress is still in the show, and I'm sure it's going to be in the show for at least the remainder of the season. But also, then, you have the father, who is in deep debt because they own a dumpling shop. <laughs> which I found funny. Um, but basically they're running behind on bills yeah they're running behind on bills and uh, cool. it was $50,000 that they were running behind. They got the money from their customer, Tony Kang, or Kong, and yeah. then um He's supposed to be rich, right? Yeah, because of that they now need to pay $100,000 He's also part of the love interest. interest,
0: right? Like It's him and her ex-boyfriend who is the only Evan. Like, yeah, well, person Evan. who isn't of Asian descent on the cast. I don't know
1: if he's part of the love interest. Evan is definitely part of the love interest, but he has a girlfriend named Sabin, who we see later on in the episode. Yeah, Evan Hartley
0: Da for San Francisco ex boyfriend is what I had written. Yeah,
1: there. yeah, he's he's ex. He's an ex boyfriend. Oh, okay. So
0: maybe it was Henry Yan. Yes, who was, Henry. Who was the above interest? <laughs> Henry okay. had the best
1: part of the episode. So I want. So who is he? He's someone who they just kind of run into because...
0: Um, he's just on the street?
1: No, he's in, in this building. Nikki Chen went to her brother's place. to um, I believe it was like... I thought that it was a doctor place, but she... A doctor place. Those are
0: called hospitals.
1: Well, I thought it was a hospital, but when they walk out, there's just a ton of people doing different things and like walking around. Okay,
0: different things.
1: Like literally just playing and sitting down watching TV. Like it, it looked like a hangout. So this did not look like a regular hospital to me, at least. Okay. Um, but they walk past this person named Henry. And Henry, I think, is someone that uh, Nikki Chen knew before she left. And Henry basically says, oh, I'm someone who studies a lot of cultural history. Uh, I would love so to. So
0: you think they knew each other,
1: but then he introduces himself. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, he's saying why he studied and he's saying why he wants to see her later. Okay. And, then, and then she's like, yeah, I would love to do that, even though Does Ryan, he know Kung Fu? <laughs> that's that's what made this episode so good there's this part where they're going around um wait so did you like the episode nah, nah, well let me let me let me get to this part because this is the one part that i did like they're going around trying to find information about tony kong seeing if anyone's going to speak up about him and everyone they're going to obviously knows about him but is too afraid because he's very powerful has a whole army to him and then in broad daylight uh after they've been going around for a couple hours two of tony kong members show up mm-hmm. and are about to hurt ryan his sister and nikki chen because they've all made up kind of throughout the episode and these people pull a knife in broad daylight in like a busy street yep. and just start fighting everybody and, was kung fu fighting yeah, yeah basically but the best it part, was a little bit frightening yeah well it was supposed to be frightening because the best part is when one of the Those cats were fastest lady. one of the one of the members of tony kong whip out this gun in the most dramatic way and are is about to shoot nikki chen until oh like a slow motion drum yes they use slow-mo a lot when they're fighting okay but aims it at Nikki Chen and Henry comes out of nowhere, basically moves the arm, and then the like gunman looks at Henry and Henry gives this quick smirk. It's a visual you have to see if you're going to be interested in this show because the way they did it was so cheesy. We'll take the photo and no, we'll put it on Twitter. Yeah, it right. was the best part about it. That smirk just made me literally have to replay it. and Was laugh. it violent though? No, not not that much at all. So really. it's
0: not like Warrior because oh, a no. lot of people are saying, why put this show in place when they canceled warrior after two seasons well i believe warrior was cinemax they had a lot more money they had a lot more money but cinemax canceled it yeah because by the the, time that we had done the podcast we knew that it wasn't going to get a third season and everybody wanted it to right but i
1: I think that that's because cinemax didn't want to waste money on it and plus cinemax it
0: had a crowd it had a lot of people by that
1: point cinemax was kind of canceling all of their live action that is true because they were yeah but for this, it's a CW show, so I really wasn't expecting anything else. But it took me not too long after that small little fight scene where Henry gives a smirk to realize, oh, this is definitely a tween show. Like, this is made for people. This isn't supposed so to you're be not the audience. very seriously. Yeah, very
0: much not. Um, the the, the, the uh, original Kung Fu show actually couldn't show too much violence either. They had to even trick the studio by having regular dialogue being said and having fighting going on in the background. Because they could only air about two or three minutes of it because of the network, like, obligation to be restricting of, of violence. You
1: were talking about exposition, Phil. It very much is out of nowhere when um, Nikki Chen and Ryan are playing ping pong, because it's something that they used to do and main character's hoping to really reconnect with her brother. She says this line out of nowhere. It was, you still haven't told them you're gay? And it came out of nowhere. <laughs> absolutely yeah, nowhere. No subtlety. Yeah. Like, and then yeah. Ryan was like, well, I did tell, him," blah. And I was like, this is just such a, it felt like such a cardboard cutout way of just like trying to put a character trait in there and it wasn't the only thing that did that. Um, by the end of the episode yeah, it, Give me more dirt. Well, was, what else happened? <laughs> well Ryan this was the most ridiculous thing Ryan goes to a Ryan place Shen, still yeah, still the brother. He he gets this photograph or he gets this camera and he runs to the place where Tony Kong's henchmen and him are going to be at, these, at this dock place it, with no one to come with him so if he gets caught he's going to easily die because Tony Kong doesn't want any information coming out because they're going to be dealing with some illegal activities down there. So so Ryan takes a couple pictures when Tony Kong gets out of the car and almost right away, that's when Tony Kong notices Ryan and then Ryan's like, oh no, I got to run. And then like you see a ton of henchmen run after him. And then Nikki Chen tries to get
0: there in time. Was it played for humor or do you think it was no, just- No,
1: this thing was played to be like, oh, this, this could
0: actually happen. Do you remember the Rush Hour series? Did yeah, it, it? it reminded me of that. It did remind you of that? It reminded me of that, there was yeah. a little bit of clunkiness with the plot as there, well. Yeah. This like, w- where the guy was, like, d- hiding in the hotel room, <laughs> and then, like, he just, like, jumps down and runs it through the door so. while the well, dudes the, are inside. The
1: best, there was also a funny part. The best part of the show was when he did things that were unexpected but unintentionally funny, because after Nikki Chen has basically been So bad, up, it's good again. Yeah, basically being up all the henchmen. That's when she is going to fight Tony Kong. Now, the, they're on top of this rooftop. The brother's out of the way, so you can just focus on the fight. Right she gets this big metal bar tries to hit him and somehow this 50 year old man starts busting out these moves <laughs> where he's doing
0: backflips and he's he's this martial arts master he's keeping well, that's thing own. about martial arts it's like with um karate kid and well, stuff th- like the older people can still be pretty good at it <laughs> but if yeah they're doing stunt doubles and well it's before. also well i mean like i feel like
1: age would be a factor and like how fast I mean, you can it be. man they're move. still making movies with that guy and he's really old. that's too. true but the the finishing blow that Nick Chen does is she gets this incredible air (laughs) yeah she's had three years of training by the way (laughs) yeah she she picked up this air like jump that no person could do in three years oh so cgi yeah basically and just too much cgi no more too much slow-mo like it kind of took me out of it a little bit but just like it completely knocks him out therefore since um ryan has gone the evidence that he needed uh to kind of put tony kong away they were able to, the sister gets married, the bills aren't a big problem anymore. And Wait, some, this all happens in the episode? Yes, and the mom- is feels like da- stuff that should
0: have happened throughout the series. Like. <laughs> yeah,
1: no, they they try to jam-pack a lot, and mom and dad automatically forgive her. The dad was already like, I'm good with you, but the mom was, at the very beginning, like, I don't want anything to do with you, but forgives her, and that's kind of where the episode leaves off, the cliffhanger being, is she going to find the killer who killed Pei Ling?
0: Yeah, the yeah. lady. Yeah,
1: right. right. And that oh. It, oh, actually, the episode leaves off with us learning about the sword, because that's one of the weapons that she needs in order to unlock her full power, because the sword apparently so is had it, a backstory.
0: There, there is supernatural stuff going yes, on. Yes,
1: yeah, but for the most part, it was just kind of a lot of fighting and exposition and talking.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I don't often find the need to read a specific comment that i find about a show but i found this one really funny and kind of interesting it says if all the conversations with her master were in mandarin it would have at least felt more authentic yeah. and there is no chinese family that uses both cantonese and mandarin as casual speak it's like a english-speaking family mixing southern accents with british accents in their everyday <laughs> conversations That just doesn't happen. And the
1: reason they say that is because Evan throughout the episode says that Tony Kong has some stuff that's against him, like some documents that are, I believe, in Mandarin but that the translator they have is just overwhelmed in their classified documents and Nikki Chen kind of persuades him into giving them the, the personalized document so that they can translate it their whole family yeah well as a
0: layman to any chinese language i, I didn't know that cantonese and mandarin were that was the difference sort of yeah. <laughs> i feel like there's more but but at the same time that comment
1: made me laugh i feel like the target audience it's for is going to enjoy it but i think if you're anywhere over the age of 15 you're, you're probably not going to be a big fan
0: um yeah as i said it has like a 4.4 on imdb again the positive articles are more there's even some that came out on the new york times and uh, a different i forget what the other paper one was that was talking about how it was correcting the problems of the first series and that was interesting because the first series has like a 7.7 on imdb and again it was uh though on the face of it looks pretty bad casting wise it actually did bring about more positivity in the way that uh, Asians were represented because of the like philosophy that was within right. that show versus this show, which feels a lot like the regurgitation of sort of a superhero show trying to mix itself as something else.
1: I think this show was also trying to kind of make it more lively. You had a lot of sad pop songs in the back whenever something's sad. Yeah, you had it. It was filled with pop songs. It did
0: actually do well with viewership. for It was one of the highest viewed pilots on a Wednesday or something, whenever it came out. And considering this isn't the first time they've tried to bring back Kung Fu, they've had two failed concepts that never Made it past with different characters. I think one of them was like uh, the main character had inherited a dojo or something, <laughs> and then the other one was more similar as far as them like doing vengeance or something for their right. master. Yeah. But Christina M. Kim, who worked on things like Lost before, um, she was very like she was in charge of the diverse casting, making sure that a woman got the lead role. And so, again, if it, the plot was better
1: yeah i think i think it really would have but it feels like cw
0: always likes to they'll make these crazy like convoluted stories but they won't spend enough time on the execution or the story yeah on the execution on the subtlety of characters on making sure that the exposition is is shown and not said
1: however i do feel like if they had been able to keep the one little part where henry smirks at the camera practically that that would have been probably better than the rest of the episode
0: okay so henry's your favorite character <laughs> just
1: because of that one part yeah all right
0: well i'm gonna make you watch the next three episodes no, so we can do the I, next I, three I, I episode. Think, i think nope. we're good now this isn't no, gonna be the I first think, show where we just no, keep on going no <laughs> <You're> <laughs> I'm sure not you sure you don't want to do one. that yeah I, right. I, I promise. well then we'll leave it at that we'll see you in no activity yep that's gonna be next time all right thanks for listening peace bye